So uh, good morning everyone um, and welcome to Norma. Um, it's so good to have Norma with us to share a bit of her story this morning. So Norma, tell us a bit about yourself and how life began for you. Well, to start my story and my journey, I just want to share that I have something in common with Moses. Um, sometimes I have his beard at my age, <laughs> but mostly because he was adopted. Okay. So my story really starts from there. Okay. Um, I was born in 1946 and my mum died two days after I was born and uh, my father kept me, my blood father kept me until I was a year old and my mum, my adopted mum told me years later that I had been nearly knocked down on the street at one year old and she had asked my dad could she adopt me? And adoption in those days, 70 years ago, is completely yeah, different. Not quite the same process. Now. So I was adopted by my mum and dad. And my name originally had been Hilda Lynch. And it was changed. My mum was called Agnes. My dad was Francis Norman. So my name was changed to Norma. Because okay. my dad was Norman. So I had a great childhood. I was brought up in Sandy Row. I was set outside in the pram as everybody did in those days yeah. and you were set with facing the sun beaming on you and as the sun moved round you were moved round into the sun so I think that's one of the reasons I love the sun. You do. Norma loves her sunshine. I had a wonderful mum and dad and I had a great childhood. Um, I was brought up as an only child and my mum and dad went to Great Victoria Street Presbyterian Church and I went to morning Sunday school, I went to church, I went to afternoon Sunday school and I went to night service. <laughs> you were well religious. I was well religious but I wasn't I wasn't really into God at that time. I could have told you how many pipes was in the organ at, from the front and I counted them every week in case somebody stole one during the week. So that was my, that was the way I was yeah. by God in okay. those days. Okay. So even though you were brought up in a Christian home, you didn't, you wouldn't say you had a close relationship with God? No. 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 Okay. So Norma, did you realise you were adopted or when did you find out that you were adopted? My mum told me when I was seven year old and later on in life she told me that she told me when I was in the bath in case I got up and run out, bless her. Okay. So you know it was it was hard for her to tell me. She mm. told me I had one sister and three brothers but I never thought of ever looking for them because I was happy okay. in the life that I had and yeah. I had everything in my home that I needed. Yeah. Okay, okay. Um, and then that leads us on to, you know, your own family. So could you tell us a wee bit about your own family? Okay. I got married when I was 22 and I had Diane in 1974. I had Collie in 1976 and Stephen in 1983. Mm -hmm. And um, we were in the car. I only had Diane at this stage and she was nine months old and I was driving and my dad took a heart attack and um, I took him straight down to the city hospital 
and he died later on in the day. And two years later, Collie was nine months old and my mum had breast cancer and had died and I'd nursed my mum at home. So and my regret was they never got to know their grandchildren or the grandchildren never got to know them and it was such a loss. Yeah, yeah. So sad. Sad. Really sad because they were just wonderful parents to me. And then you have grandchildren. I have grandchildren. I have six grandchildren. Okay. And they are a joy and I think they're just so much part of my life now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I love them to bits. Yeah. yeah. Um, you have a story, Norma, about your blood family and connecting with them. Would you like to tell us a bit about that? Yes, well, um, when my mum and dad died, there was always these two wee men who came to the funeral and they always had like umbrellas and but I knew them from funerals. <laughs> so <laughs> I was in Shaftesbury Square one day and one of them came and stopped me and said to me, do you know who I am? And I said, no. And he said, I'm your dad. And I just, I just looked at him and I walked on. And then I put a photo of my dad and me in Belfast every Saturday because my dad would have taken me to Belfast every Saturday and I thought if he ever stops me again I'll just take this photo out and show him there's my dad but he never did okay so so then my sister had contacted me when I was 40 she'd contacted a cousin and asked could she meet me and I had I had really said no and then George had said to me you really they're blood so you need to meet them so I met my sister and my three brothers but I didn't have anything in common with the brothers Nell I loved to bits Mm -hmm. and she had told me so much about you know what had happened when she had went to England when she was 15 Mm -hmm. because the father had beat them and she said I was the lucky one okay. that I got away, that I was adopted, and apparently they the tried to give another brother away, and he had wet the bed and they took brought him home again. Okay. But I say those things would never happen no, now, no, never no, happen no. now. So your adoption, in many ways, was a blessing. My adoption was a blessing. Yeah, My adoption yeah. was a blessing. Yeah. And then Nell passed away. Nell passed away um, about seven years ago. And I would still be in contact with her daughters mm-hmm. and her family, and they are all lovely. No. And I loved Nell Bits. Yeah, yeah. She was lovely. That was good. And you spend time in Tenerife. I spend time in Tenerife, yes, your niece. with her daughter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I in the sun, there. which you love. With, in the sun, which I love. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So, Norma, you also have had quite a roller coaster of a life. Um, you uh, went through a divorce. Um, which meant then you were bringing up your children on your own um, and you went through quite a traumatic time. Would you like to share a wee bit about that? Yes, well, I got divorced after 18 years of marriage and my reason for divorcing Jordy was I didn't love him anymore and that may seem lame to some people but I was only wasting his life on my own and George got married again and is very happy. So... I moved out of the family home and Stephen was only six at this stage so it was hard. Yeah. I found money very hard and we had real hard times. Yeah. 
I remember one thing, and Stephen knows about this, that I would have put, got Easter eggs on the Wednesday. Easter was Monday and Tuesday, and I waited the Wednesday. Stephen thought Easter started on the Wednesday because the Easter eggs were half price. <laughs> so I think he's only realised, when he has children of his own, so, that Easter is Monday and Tuesday. <laughs> but it was hard. Yeah, it was okay, hard. Okay. But I don't think it done the children any harm. No. Okay. Yeah. And then you went through a period of time where you felt like you were losing your mind. Oh, Do you yes, very that? much so. Um, that period started after my blood family it started preying on my mind and, and I'd heard different things like the the child that was the same age as me um, was called Roberta Dempster and I had called for her for years to go to the guides so you and I didn't her. know who she was okay. I didn't I called to their home mm -hmm. I didn't know so things like that started preying so much on my mind because they only lived about five or six streets from me. Okay. Okay. I went to Orangefield Girls School, which was on the Castlereagh Road. Yeah. They all went to the local schools. Mm -hmm. um, I went on a bike to Orangefield, re-inhale or snow. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it was just, it was just a traumatic time. And the more I thought about it, the more I nearly took a breakdown. Okay. And the breakdown was me saying the Lord's Prayer like, a hundred times a day. Okay. Like from I woke in the morning, I said it and I thought to myself, no, that's not perfect. I need to say it again. And I said it. I said it in the car. At that time, I was working in shorts. Mm -hmm. So I would have got down shorts. Um, I would have sat in their car park and said it and said it and said, right, that's not right. So dread. And then convinced myself I had said it right. I went into shorts and I had to kneel every time. So I would have been at the loo hundreds of times. So it I was like been, an obsession. It was an obsession. Okay, okay. And that went on for maybe nine months. And I had um, then... You'd gone to the doctor. I'd gone to the doctor and the doctor was going to send me to Hollywell. Okay. And I came into my head to go and see the Reverend Boyd, who had been the minister in Great Victoria Street, mm -hmm. and had known about my circumstances and my adoption. Yeah. So I went to see him in his home, and he told me that God was not asking me to pray the Lord's Prayer a hundred times a day, mm -hmm. and that I was never going to get it right. And whatever he said that night, and whatever God done that night, I never said it again. Okay. I came out, and that part of my life was finished then. Okay. So there was a healing? Did, you, was did a healing. your minister pray for you? He did, yes. Yeah. Uh -huh. Okay. Yes, so uh -huh. God brought a healing yep. over your mind. Uh -huh. yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Mm -hmm. And uh, for some watching, uh, normal like myself, we had the privilege of knowing Collie. And for those who don't know Collie, he um, came about the Baptist Church when we were there. Um, so Norma, tell us a bit about Collie, about his encounter with God and about his journey with cancer. Well, our, all our lives changed when Collie was diagnosed in January 2010. He was diagnosed with cancer just overnight. There was no symptoms and he had cancer of the bowel and he was eventually asked by one of his friends from work, would he go and see a faith healer? So he had went with Fella. He came back and God shone from him. 
and Sean from um, from that day onwards. Yeah, because prior to that, Collie wouldn't have no, had wouldn't time have for faith. No, Sean he wouldn't. wouldn't. No. So it was no. a real encounter yep. of God's uh-huh. love. Yep. I remember um, Michelle and yourself saying... Yes, Michelle saying, would have been. Yeah, yeah. We'd always had the faith. Had faith, yeah, yeah. yeah. But Collie didn't. Hadn't, yeah. But that encounter with God oh, completely yeah. transformed his, him. Changed him and changed his whole battle yeah. and his outlook in life and yeah. changed mine as well. Okay, so how did it change yours? It changed mine because my faith grew so much at that time. By watching Collie. By watching Collie okay. and how he dealt with it. Yeah. And the gentleman that he was yeah. from the beginning of his illness to yeah. the end of his illness. Yeah. And just, he was Collie. Yeah, yeah. And what do you feel um, changed in you in your faith journey through that? What 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 way did your relationship with God change? I was very cross okay. at times. Yeah. At the very beginning, when Collie was diagnosed, and you know, Collie was head chef in the hillside and would never have taken one minute off work. Mm-hmm. And I used to look at wasters mm-hmm. who didn't work no want and say to God, "Why Collie? Yeah. You know, why Collie?" But then I, I learned that that's that was God's will, mm-hmm. and that's what God wanted him mm-hmm. more than than. And I remember you telling me that God loved Collie more than I could ever love him. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, if God wants him. I wanted. We mm-hmm. all wanted him right up until the end. Yeah. But yeah. through his illness, he yeah. never said he wasn't well. Yeah. If I had messaged him and said, "How are you?" I rang him. It said, I'm fine, how are you? Okay. And yeah. that was Colin. Yeah. yeah, he was amazing. He was yeah. amazing. He was amazing. Um, and over the past um, four years then, moving on, Norma, uh, you have gone to Moldova with Grace Fellowship. Uh, why have you gone? I went to Moldova the first time, 2015, because I'd met Anne for coffee and Anne had said she was going for the first time. Mm-hmm. So I went home and it had prayed on my mind and thought, I really need to give something back. Someone was telling me to give something back okay. for all the love that was shown to Colin. Okay, okay. So I put my name down and off to Moldova I went. Yep, you did. I did. And what have been the highlights of your trips to Moldova? My trips to Moldova, I went there another three times. Um, I loved, every team was different and we had some great crack. Mm-hmm. We had tears. I loved the village. I loved the people. Mm-hmm. I loved the, just, they were just beautiful people. And we never, I would never say I had a hard life compared to the people in that village. Gives and they're always smiling and always giving. Mm-hmm. And it was just a joy. Yeah, yeah. And did you have any romances when you were in Moldova? Well, there was a wee man with the horse and cart, and I think Dave Brown is writing the book that he has the copyright of, and it's okay. going to be a bestseller. Okay. So I think it's on the way. So keep it an eye out okay. for that. We will. We will look forward to that story. We will. Uh, Norma, last but not least, during this strange season of COVID-19, uh, how have you put in your days? My days have been spent, I'm used to my own company, so um, I've spent a lot of time reading when the sun was out. I have the dog, so we take summer over the face mm-hmm. every day, and I just the, the bit I regret of it is because I lost Collie, and I know her 
precious time is with your family. Mm -hmm. I miss that bit of it. Okay, okay. Yeah. So you miss spending time with people? I miss spending okay. time with people yeah. and hugs. I love yeah. the hug. Yeah. You like a good hug. I love a good You like hug. a good hug. So what do you feel God has taught you through this period of time? I think through lockdown, he's taught me to say hello to people that I don't even know. Okay. Because <laughs> I think some people don't see anybody the rest of the day. Mm -hmm. And if you speak to them, even if they don't answer you back, mm -hmm. or you, you just say hello and smile at them, mm -hmm. that's enough. Mm -hmm. I've learned to do that okay. and to be more patient. Okay. And what does that look like? The children probably think there's no change in me. <laughs> but I think... I think it has taught me that. Okay, okay. And and during this time, um, have you been able to uh, read and pray, or have you found that hard to do? Or I've prayed better because of the prayer course. Okay, so that was so helpful. So I've learned to be more, not just say right, have seven prayers, get into bed and go. I learned now to stop before praying mm -hmm. and think and take a time. To pause. Okay. So I've learned that bit. Yeah. So the prayer course was very helpful. The prayer helpful. course was good. Yeah. Thank you, Paul. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and what about Grace Fellowship Online? How's that been for you? I've enjoyed Grace Fellowship Online. Yeah. And enjoyed the prayer course. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good. So I so, like all that. Yeah. Bit of it. Yeah. And so, have you any other words of wisdom or anything else you'd like to share before we finish? Nothing really of wisdom because I'm not good at wisdom, but. My journey of faith has been a long one. Mm -hmm. It was, but I know the whole time from my adoption, like Moses, God was watching me, looking after me, and he's been with me this whole time. And at times I didn't acknowledge him, but I know he was there every yeah. second of Yeah, amazing, amazing. Well, thank you, Norma. You're thank welcome. you so much for sharing, and I'm sure everyone has enjoyed thank hearing you. a bit more about your journey. And I would love, just as we finish, to pray for you. Can yes, I do thank that? Thank you. Father, we just thank you for Norma, and we thank you for her part in our church family. Um, God, thank you for her life. Thank you for her parents who took such good care of her. Father, thank you for her own children and grandchildren and for Collie and for his life and his legacy. And Father, we thank you that um, today Norma has a stronger faith because of that. And so, Father, we want to pray your blessing over Norma and her family. And we thank you for them in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Norma. You're welcome. Yeah, great.